You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Welcome into another Three Mall Pod, a episode that uh, I don't think any of us plan doing. Actually, a couple episodes this week that we didn't plan doing that uh, are coming your way. So stay tuned to the feed as we'll, uh, we're going to talk about Colin Klein departing for Texas A&M to become the offensive coordinator with the Aggies on this episode. We'll have another pod that drops on the KCSN feed uh, probably on Friday morning uh, about the situation with Naquan Tomlin being dismissed from the basketball team and uh you know what comes next on that front and what we are hearing so stay tuned for that this episode is going to be about colin klein leaving for those not watching on youtube i'm cole uh you guys know me dy's joined me john is not able to join this show but uh we're going to talk through what transpired with colin klein leaving for texas a&m and then also next steps and look ahead to who k-state hires the, the big question mark being Avery Johnson at the quarterback position after three quarterbacks enter the portal. So we'll talk about all of that on this show. But D.Y., I guess just to level set our listeners, and all of them already know Collins left, we were, John and I were pulling into Bramlage Coliseum parking lot at like 5 o'clock on Tuesday night for the Villanova game. And he read a text that Colin Clyde had been offered the job, and, and I scoffed at it, didn't think it was you know anything to really be concerned about. And then five minutes later, John got a text that we should be very concerned about the the Texas A&M job offer. And you were hearing very similar things. And so were a lot of other folks that we talked to. And as the night went on, we were told 80 to 90% chance he takes the job. I was blindsided by it. I think you probably might have been too, just given we had talked a week before, D.Y., that call, like at least we don't have to worry about Colin Klein leaving. I mean, you and I were just having a phone conversation and thought, the, the timing would not make any sense this time, this go around, because how crippling it could be for K-State with all the QBs and the portal and, and everything. And this was when the Penn State KU offensive coordinator, Kolnicki, was leaving for there. I, were, were you, I'll just let you speak. How blindsided were you by this and caught by surprise? I was. Not that a team wouldn't come after Klein. I, I knew that, that that was always the case. I was just maybe blindly. I will admit, might be blindly on my part, under the impression that there was probably nothing that was going to be worrisome for Kansas State moving forward other than a head coaching position. Just judging by the fact that he turned down Notre Dame the previous year, um, obviously the the reports about Penn State are pretty conflicting. I know that Alabama at least peaked at him last year before they hired Tommy Reese as well. So, like, I'm not surprised by the interest level. I'm surprised that he had about four or five of these really what is now per- perceived as these nationally prestigious schools chase him. And he turned down the mall because he wanted to stay Kansas State bad enough, but that Texas A&M was the one that changed things for him. Now, I mean, maybe they're offering... <laughs> and providing him with some autonomy and opportunities that and luxuries and some power that probably wouldn't exist elsewhere that really uh, resonated with him. Maybe that's the case. Texas A&M is always going to probably be 
at least from a compensation standpoint, even higher than some schools such as Penn State or Notre Dame. But I didn't think money would be the thing. So I, I guess I'm just stunned because he had turned down similar opportunities before. Yeah, I mean, he turned down Notre Dame. And and, a lot. and, and now we have the Avery Johnson era, so I thought that would be even another character. You, you would have thought he wanted to coach him for at least a season, right, with the full playbook as him being the guy. He, he recruited him heavily to Kansas State. was a large part of the reason that he came here. And, yeah, I, I just I call it Texas A&M didn't seem like a fit to me for a Colin Klein type. But uh, I probably read that wrong because clearly he got offered the job and he decided very quickly that he was going to take it. There were negotiations that occurred throughout the night on Tuesday night, Kansas State exchanging offers to try and retain Colin Klein. They fought hard to try to keep him in Manhattan. But uh, And while I do think he was conflicted uh, and maybe the 90% chance drifted down a little bit that he might not leave and that we were hearing that maybe there was some momentum to him being torn, he ultimately decided, and, and to your point, like we were hearing throughout the night, this wasn't necessarily so much about money, but also just about resources, power, authority, and he's going to have the ability to essentially compile and assemble his own offensive staff at Texas A&M. Isn't that, uh, isn't that what we're hearing, D.Y.? I think to an extent, anyway, or at least has a lot of influence in that process. Yeah, yeah I, think, um, I think that's probably a big part of this. And then at Texas A&M, I mean, they might have the biggest NIL tool chest of any school in the country. We heard about what was paid out and maybe he sees an opportunity with just being able to put his offense on display with the type of skill position talent and the talent that they can, you know, assemble in college station. He wants to prove himself probably on the biggest stage in the sec against some of that competition. The th- and, and look, I, I get all of this and he's getting a significant salary increase. K-State was willing to up him as well. Probably not to the level of what Texas A&M is paying him at the same time. I, I don't think it's a big secret that Colin Klein's the favorite to be the next head coach at Kansas State. And so I'm a little torn. Like, you know, you often I you, about that. From, I have notes about that. So. Okay. Well, speak to it. You want to speak to it? Like, well, one, one, when you leave, then for it to happen and to kind of come back, the stars have to align, right? Kansas State has to come open before he gets that SEC job, maybe, right? What if he gets an an offer to be a head coach before Kansas State comes open again. So now, because he left, you have to have a stars-aligned situation because do you think you're going to take him away from a sitting power two school, so to speak, if he's in the Big Ten, if he's in the SEC? I don't think so. So I think he just he just made that a little bit less likely by doing this. That's not to say that this is – a bad decision or a wrong decision for him, it could be good. But he also, I think this is also a little bit of an admission that he doesn't have to be the the next Kansas State head coach and he doesn't have to be a ever a Kansas State head coach because if that was priority one, he didn't have to leave Kansas State to be the Kansas State head coach. So that's, that's exactly where I was going with the DY. I was curious for your perspective because – what I was saying is, like, if he would have stayed as the offensive coordinator at K-State, he's likely the fit for the front runner to become the next head coach at K-State. And so often you see these coaches, these coordinators or assistants leave because they need to. They feel like they need to prove themselves under another head coach in another system, right, at a, another conference or whatever. Colin Klein didn't have to do that. No, like, and he knows that, and he knows yeah. that too. 
Yeah, and, and so my question is, does Colin Klein actually want to be the head coach at Case? Yeah, but there is a part of there is a part of that it's, that it's no longer more important than what he's doing now, right? Yeah, it's probably maybe it's still something he wants to do or would like to do, but it's no longer so important that he was willing to not take just a little bit more pay and yeah. go to a different school. So I think things have changed a little bit. Maybe, you know, or maybe he wasn't as comfortable at, <laughs> at Kansas State as he wanted to be anymore. Or maybe, you know, I'm just trying to toss out other things. Or maybe he thinks that that, that this opportunity will allow him to create even more connections and even a larger network for when he is the Kansas State coach and put together a more quality staff because of this experience. There's those, there's those other things that certainly come into it. And maybe that's going through his head. But to me, I don't, I can't steer myself away from the fact that he didn't have to leave Kansas State to be the next Kansas State head coach. Now, if he was still the Kansas State offensive coordinator, then Kansas State job's not open, but he gets offered another head coaching job. I understand that. But this is a different type of situation. But and maybe he's didn't want to roll the dice that the Kansas State job's going to be there for him in three or four years. Maybe he's worried it's nine or ten and he didn't want to wait that long. You make some valid points on networking, going in, working under another system. Like a lot of people have growth charts, growth plans, right? And like maybe Colin Klein's growth plan is to be the head coach at K-State, but he feels like in order to be as good as he could be as a head coach, he needs to network more. Uh, he needs to learn under other coaches, build recruiting prowesses and other geographies, grow as a, you know, get different experiences. That could be part of it. I'll tell you my initial reaction when this happened on Tuesday night, and I probably texted you guys this, was does he have his eyes set on bigger fish as a head coach? Like, Does he foresee himself not as a Kansas State head coach as the dream, but as a coach at Notre Dame or Alabama or you know one of those types of programs? Because uh, he's, look, Colin Klein's a young guy, and he's got a bright future. And we don't know what his ultimate dreams are. We thought it was K-State, and maybe it still is. And maybe we just talked about the growth plan that he has. This is all part of that. But I, I think I think a lot of people were caught off guard with this. Look, there, there, and there's never a great time for the timing of this, right, D.Y.? But like, this is like the worst timing imaginable. K-State just had three quarterbacks enter the portal. They knew, and it was because Avery Johnson's the guy. Avery Johnson came, and we'll get to this after a break, but Avery Johnson came to K-State largely because of Colin Klein. So... I mean, the timing is a bit frustrating. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Um, but th this is when coaches take new jobs. So it's also a little bit unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about what this means for the coaching staff, next hire, potentially candidates, what, what occurs next, Avery Johnson, et cetera, when we come back for break. But we got to tell you once again about our friends at Homefield Apparel. Once again, 40 plus items, K-State. They have on their website at homefieldapparel.com retro logos, all the different gear. DY's got like 20 different schools, I think. He always pulls out a surprise for us from Homefield Apparel. He was rocking an Hawaii shirt that like last time that we uh, we did a show. So uh, they've got over 100 colleges to choose from, but they've got a ton of K-State gear. they got a sweet lavender bomber jacket with Pennant Willie. You actually saw Nino Williams rocking that at the K-State basketball game on a Saturday, former K-State basketball player. So go check them out. 
um, support homefieldapparel.com and you can score 15% off with the discount code 3mall23. Again, that's 3mall23. When you check out, score 15% off, go at homefieldapparel.com and check them out. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. All right, we are uh, we're back, and so Dy, let, let's talk about what this means for Kansas State, the football program, Chris Kleiman, and the next steps that they make. I think they had a team meeting yesterday afternoon about the the Colin Klein situation with him taking the job, and, and Coach Kleiman was there talking to the team. But where do you foresee they go next as at the offensive coordinator position? I know you're, you're hearing some different things. There's a lot of different information out there, but. Maybe what you're hearing, what the latest is, and then also what what you kind of view as the best path. The only thing that I'm the most confident on at this point is that Connor Riley is being considered um, for offensive coordinator. The, as it would be a promotion as right now he's the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator. Aside from that, I, I'm probably getting too much conflicting stuff to say if there's anything outside of that. I am barely confident that it's more than just Connor Riley being considered, but it it's hard to say anything else. But what the crew, the crew of it is, you know, this the central figure of it is, is that you have to do something coaching wise here at the coordinator position and, and at the quarterback coach position to at least satisfy enough Avery Johnson for him to stay. Right now, um the only most cons- 
aside from Connor Riley being considered for the offensive coordinator position, the the only thing consistent, the only other consistent message that you generally hear from any source that you speak to is that Avery Johnson has every you know intention of staying at Kansas State, and that's a good thing. But not to say that he needs to make make these hires because I don't think I would go that far. But he at least has to have some kind of influence to the point where you're getting his approval and to the point where you know that he is in favor of it and isn't going to bolt because of this certain hire that you're going to make. Because, and it's just a player-driven world now, so some people are probably scoffing at this. But more than anything, you have to keep your star quarterback happy. Yeah, I mean, there's more player empowerment nowadays, and uh, you'd be foolish not to bring Avery. I'm not saying Avery Johnson has to like have the final say or you know be involved in the interview, but you want him to at least meet and give his thoughts and input on what he sees with the the different offensive coordinators that are being considered. And you want to give a lot of your offensive players that opportunity. And didn't they do that when Matthew Middleton was brought in as the receivers coach DY last year? They had the players give feedback. Yeah, I think they met with them. They met with, I think they had two or three different wide receiver coach candidates. And those receivers were able to meet with the two or three and then Chris Kleiman and who else was in charge of making that decision or had an influence in that decision, then did glean feedback from the players and what they thought from their meetings with, with those. And, you know, insiders definitely told me at the time that they did favor Matthew Middleton and ultimately he was the choice. Yeah. Any hesitation on if it is Connor Riley, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm just looking up Connor Riley's profile again from his career and doesn't look like he's been an offensive coordinator. He's been an offensive line guy his entire career. His K-State offensive line coach came in with Chris Kleiman. He's been with them for much of his career at North Dakota State. Um, coached tight ends and fullbacks one year at 2013 at North Dakota State, but outside of that has exclusively been an offensive line coach in his entire career. Uh, and he, I mean, Andy Reid was an offensive line coach, right? Andy Reid's one of the brightest offensive minds, maybe the brightest offensive mind that there is or ever has been. What, what so I'm not saying offensive line coaches can't be great play callers, but it would be a first time uh, for Connor Riley. What, what are your thoughts if it is him that they choose? And again, we don't know that. Um, I think he's a good O-line coach. And I'm not going to say someone that's never been an offensive coordinator is a bad offensive coordinator because we don't know. There is no track record to make it for him. So I would be rushing to judgment on that, and I'm not going to do it. I think something that we could all agree on and and is not a necessarily a criticism is that at least from a public standpoint not the most sexiest hire you could make yeah i mean i think there's some guys that you would at least hope that chris Kleiman interviews that are out there that we've heard their names thrown around the liberty offensive coordinator the unlv offensive coordinator are two of the hotter names that are out there um brandon marion and then uh is it willie colt colby what was willie corn, willie corn. Corn, I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't gotten much sleep in the last two days. I'm sorry. Neither is DY, I'm sure. So not not a great excuse. Um, all right. Any any other shakeups on the staff? Like we just talked about Colin Klein having the authority to hire some guys at Texas A&M. Do we expect him to take anyone with him from what you're hearing? Or do you expect continuity on the offensive side of the ball at K-State, Matthew Middleton, receivers coach, Connor Riley, Brian Anderson, running back coach, and, and Lepic? 
the the tight ends coach Lepag. Sorry, Lepag. Yeah. Lepag. Again, the information is so conflict conflicting yeah. at this point. Um, and I'm sorry that it is. I wish I had. I was able to pin down some of this. Maybe some of it is still being ironed out too, and that might be the reason for the inconsistencies. So I won't be specific since I really can't confirm anything because of those conflicting, uh, I guess, rumors, uh, so to speak. What I will say is it seems like at least one or two is could be in the running to go with Klein, I guess. I, I like I, I still think it could be zero because um, some people don't think Klein would do that. But I've heard two. I've heard one. Um, I won't throw out any names because I don't want to hurt anyone's recruiting wishes or, you know, before anything goes public. And, and I certainly don't want to hinder what Kansas State is trying to do right now on the recruiting trail. And sometimes you can do that by floating stuff from a coaching carousel standpoint, especially if it isn't true, you're going to upset someone. But what I will say is that it does sound like there's maybe one, maybe two at most um, guys that could go with Klein, but I don't think it's any kind of certainty either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other questions, D.Y. It's, it's been a, a tiresome last 48 hours. Um, uh, I will say, I guess I'll fit this in here because I'm trying to think of other stuff too. Name Matlack obviously went into the transfer portal, get a lot of good amount of offers. Kansas is one of those offers. I feel good about one source to kind of share to me that I don't think anyone has to worry about him going to Kansas. Um, they mentioned Arkansas, so we'll see. He did. I, I, I did see he just got an Arkansas offer. K-State's got 12, 13 guys in the portal now. Uh, 12, I believe, and then obviously a few that are just going to um, pass up eligibility and do something else, whether it's the NFL, whether it's to go farm or whatever it is that Cody Stuffelbean's going to do. Um, so, it, and to be honest, there's there's a few that haven't entered the portal yet that I thought would. So the patience that's being exercised by a few of those guys is interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. There's there's a couple names that I still expected to enter. It's probably a mutual decision and, and have not entered yet. We'll see if those come to fruition or if they're waiting till the bowl game afterwards. Sat down. So maybe we still haven't heard anything from Ben Senate. We haven't heard anything from Ben Senate on going pro or I. Uh, yeah, uh, I would be surprised if Ben Senate plays. And and Philip Brooks, I don't really understand it, but he's not playing. He's not going to play. No. Okay, I, I saw that he was entering the draft. Technically, I guess I just assumed he was still going to play. <laughs> that yeah, him off the have a bull game to me seems a little. All right. Well, uh, uh, more power to Philip, I guess. Uh, best of luck. Philip had a, a nice year last year. Um, you know. Oh, Bill Brooks is not in the the senior bowl or any postseason bowl at all. I don't think, um, to my knowledge, that one is a little bit more puzzling. Yeah, um, and Ben Sennett is in the senior bowl, right? But and so we ben we expect Sennett. Ben Sennett to go pro, but yeah. yeah. But I don't. I think at one point he was leaning towards playing the bowl game. Now maybe not after everything that has happened. Uh, let me ask: How, how quickly DY do you think ASA needs to operate on hiring an offensive coordinator? Do you think they do like an interim for the bowl game and and then hire a permanent, or do they need to get an offense coordinator in place in the next few days with the transfer portal? Personally, I think in this area you got to operate the quicker the better. Chris Klein has never been that guy. 
he's been pretty deliberate with just about every coaching decision that he has made. Even Colin Klein at that, I mean, he waited till after the bowl game to remove the interim tag. The only thing that I can remember where he was like, you know, made a snap decision that happened like within two or three days is when he promoted Joe Klanderman. That's the only time that I can remember it. So I don't envision him going quickly. I think maybe he should, but I don't think he'll steer away from his process unless he really has his mind made up. Now, here's what I'll say. As long as you have Avery Johnson in lockstep with anything that you're about to do, you're probably okay because everything will fall into place if he stays in place. Because so many of the guys are attached to Avery on this team and recruiting class too. And as long as you keep him, everything will probably be okay. I'm with you on that. And we do feel semi-confident they have a, a pretty darn good chance to retain Avery, right, D.Y.? Now, we know a lot of that, that offensive coordinator is key. Yep, yeah. I mean, everything is going to be key, but they're keeping them in the loop. And I, you know, I think they probably discussed what the actual plan with him is with him. You know, earlier in the week when they had meetings with him, I think they've had multiple meetings with him. I think they've met with his family. So I think they, they're very much in the loop and on board with how things are, are going at this point. So I, I just don't have any concerns on that front at this point. But as long as he stays in place, I think everything else will fall into place. It's weird to me because this really shouldn't be the case. Um, I I guess maybe that's not the wording I'm looking for either. But like keeping Avery Johnson is more important than the offensive coordinator hire you make. Now those two things probably go hand in hand, but it's more important. Yeah, no, I agree. Avery Johnson is a, a critical component moving forward. Yeah. I think that's and, oh, and I and I'll say like, and I think like maybe you need your offensive coordinator in place both. Before you go out and because you're also trying to recruit the transfer portal, right? That that's another element of this. How important is it to have it? your recruits know who your offensive coordinator is going to be? Uh, that's another element of this too. That I'm trying to like, how's that work? But they have they had four visitors booked for this weekend. I just checked an hour ago. Those four visitors are all still supposed to be on campus this weekend. So yeah. that's a good sign that it isn't hurting them in that front. Now, can they close without an offensive coordinator? Maybe that's a I mean, that's a question that that will get answered this week, as one of them is a North Dakota offensive line transfer that they really need to probably close. He's a three-year starter. You love that. That's Easton Kilty. But, you know, Connor Riley is not going anywhere. Your offensive line coach is there. Some of these guys might just be okay with knowing their position coach as well. So a lot of, a lot of uh, moving parts here. We haven't even talked about no quarterback coach right now, right? Klein was the quarterback coach. You have Blake Barnett, your high school commit. Um, basically decided to no comment right now. I understand he's probably waiting for things to unfold. We'll we'll make a decision and maybe reaffirm his commitment to Kansas State when he knows what the situation is going to look like. I understand the position that he's in, but that's kind of important too because right now Kansas State only has one scholarship quarterback or one quarterback on scholarship. That's Avery Johnson. They do have Jacob Knuth who will probably eventually be on scholarship. He isn't now. He needs a waiver to even be eligible for the bowl game. So the quarterback death was already pretty thin, but now you have Blake Barnett. I'm not sure to say that he's wavering, but I think he's probably in wait and see mode and yeah. really need to lock that one down. It's unfortunate that the uh, we talked about on our last show on KCSN, the bowl prep being significant for Avery Johnson in this offense as a springboard of the 2024 season. And while it still is, you're going to have a completely different system. Uh, it's not going to be Colin Klein calling the system and, 
you know, it's you're going to be installing a new a it new could, playbook. And maybe it's a similar system if they just promote Colin Riley, who says, you know, Colin Klein's thing here is pretty good. Let's just work out of this. Or it could be something completely different. And then is that bull prep? That bull prep's good for Avery Johnson to maybe have the game slow down for him and um, be able to read defenses better, get the live yeah. bullets, um, live reps against a really good defense in NC State. So uh, he is still going to take a great experience from this, but it might not be anything that might not be using a ton that he's going to use next year, which is an interesting element to all of this as well. Yep. Well, that's the latest, guys. Um, I don't think we have much more to add right now. Uh, we'll see if we get a statement from Colin Klein at any point. I'm sure he'll send out some sort of thank you, don't you think, D.Y.? I'm surprised that hasn't happened. I don't know. I Look, I guess maybe because he's Colin Klein and it's Kansas State and they have that love-love relationship because he's been a hero and Heisman Trophy finalist, quarterback coach, offense coordinator. But like when other coaches leave, you don't really always see messages. I would hope you'd see it from Colin Klein. I mean, a lot of people might just roll their eyes at it, but the um, guy that is considered the prodigal son that leaves, and that, that does hurt. A lot of K-State fans are hurt by that. Now, hurt feelings will be gotten over with if K-State is okay and Avery Johnson stays and the program is just fine. Then they'll get over it. But if things crash and burn, which I, I know none of us hope or necessarily expect, Chris Kleiman, there's a lot of trust there. But if things were to go south, that Colin Klein would have a uh there'd be a lot of sour taste in the mouths of k-state fans so hopefully that's that's not something that occurs and uh, colin klein successful at texas a&m and eventually comes back home down the road when that time comes and he's successful here so all right well we will uh we will do a show on uh, the naquan tomlin situation which uh, has been an incredibly frustrating topic uh we'll do that and look for that tomorrow morning on friday morning but uh Hope you enjoyed this episode, bringing you up to speed on the latest, and we'll keep you posted uh, with any breaking news on here regarding the offensive coordinator uh, and anything going on in the transfer portal with Kansas State football. So appreciate you all, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.